It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer over there. High drama in a Fulton County courtroom yesterday. District Attorney Fannie Willis. She's the one that's going after Trump for the election uh, interference charges there in Georgia. Please say Fannie. Sorry, it's Fannie. Fannie. Like Joe Dierte. (laughs) She um, is now in the spotlight herself. Here to break it all down for us, Breitbart Politics reporter Wendell Husebo is joining us. Wendell... Maybe just a quick reset for our listeners. Who is Fannie Willis? What, what is she going after Trump for? Who is her lover that's involved in all this? Maybe just kind of start from the beginning, and we'll get an update on what happened yesterday. So I call her Fannie Willis, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fannie Willis is the prosecutor in Georgia going after Trump uh, for allegedly interfering in the uh, 2020 election, and she has done so with a lover uh, and his name is Nathan Wade, and together they have taken trips. And uh, the Trump team accuses Wade and Willis of um, basically, well, he accuses Nathan Wade of paying for Willis's trips. Uh, Willis says, no, I paid in cash. I, I repaid in cash, so it's all good, man. It's all good. And so uh, yesterday she was on the stand, and it was a doozy. Yes, so we're talking about potentially taxpayer money from Georgia being used by Fannie Willis to pay her lover, who it seemed like Wendell wasn't even qualified to be in the position he was being promoted for. And then next thing you know, he's taking that money and he's taking Fannie all over the country and buying her gifts and everything like that, right? What struck me was how out of control she was on the stand yesterday, yelling and combative. Yeah. She looked outclassed. She looked she looked like an angry woman needing another vacation to the Bahamas or Miami. <laughs> right. Right. So, so they're having so what's going on now is they're having this hearing as to what you know, to decide whether or not she she is allowed to move forward with this case or being removed, right? Yeah, that that's exactly right. And The judge has said that there has to be a financial component, and uh, the hearing is ongoing today. Today, her father testified. Her her father has a a checkered past, and um, he he made some wild comments about how, you know, it's black culture to to stash cash. And, you know, that's just a a really crazy thing to say. But I I guess, um, I, I guess, when she was on the uh, stand yesterday, she she was maybe the most combative and angry witness in the in the history of the country. It, it kind of makes you think she drank too much of that Grey Goose vodka <laughs> yeah. before the hearing She's, that she likes so much. She doesn't like wine. She's a Grey Goose gal, from what I understand. I mean, I that's what look, she said. Look, I, I mean, it's it's one thing to have your personal. Uh, yeah, on one hand, I kind of felt bad for the guy. What's his Nathan Wade, the prosecutor that she hired to help her go after Trump? I mean, you have your personal life put out there in front of everybody like this. But at the same time, didn't Fannie Willis campaign in 2020 on not engaging in sexual misconduct like her predecessor? That's exactly right. And our lead story at Breitbart.com currently is a story about how Fannie did exactly that, campaigned on that she would not engage in uh, sexual misconduct because the former prosecutor in her position had was accused of doing just that, of being corrupt. And so here she is being accused of what she was, you know, saying that her, her predecessor was doing. It's just, 
it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of nonsense. I mean, the Democrat Party has so many reoccurring themes from Willis to Jeffrey Tubin to Bill Clinton. The only difference is Willis might lose uh, this case while Clinton and Tubin kept their jobs. It's just ridiculous. And really, I know we focused a lot on the fact that she was sleeping with a colleague and she promoted this guy and they went on trips. And there's been a lot of chatter about that. But really, Wendell, this is about the money. The money is what's going to get Fonnie Willis in trouble here, right? The money is what could get Fonnie Willis in trouble if they can prove that. I think the more what I've heard, I'm not a lawyer, but what I've heard from legal experts is that uh, if their relationship does indeed predate 2021, which was when she indicted Trump, that would compromise her case. And so the, the judge would have to remove her from the case, which could postpone the whole case against Trump for two years. Of course, Trump will likely or potentially win the 2024 election, and and so he would be president at that point. And the thing is about the Georgia case is it does threaten Trump because he cannot pardon himself in Georgia. He doesn't have that power. And so, therefore, uh, getting this case delayed would greatly strengthen uh, his his ability to ultimately beat the case. Wendell Husebo, a political reporter for Breitbart here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Wendell, what happens if Fannie Willis is removed from this case? What What's the next step? Does somebody else take over and the case keeps going against Trump or does it fall apart? Is it dropped? What, what are the options here? My understanding is that the judge would uh, select a new prosecutor. Okay. I'm not quite sure how the process would work. That is what I have heard from uh, other lawyers. But, you know, this is a, a, a county issue. I mean, this is a localized issue. This yeah. is in a county. You know, I'm from central Florida and from a small county. This is in Fulton County. This is not a big time courthouse. So I'm not exactly sure what the county rules dictate. And, Wendell, when it comes to Donald Trump, I've always said Donald Trump is like the New York Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys. You either like him or you hate him. There's no really in-between. Nobody is really indifferent when it comes to Donald Trump. But I think even those that aren't big Trump fans. They're seeing what's going on with this situation in Georgia. They're seeing Alvin Bragg's uh, ridiculousness fall apart in New York. They see Jack Smith and his group kind of going light on a lot of things, but hard after Donald Trump. I think even those who don't like Donald Trump are looking at this going, yeah, I think maybe they are just using their powers to get him off of the ballot. And in fact, to add to what you had to say there, uh, I had an article again at Breitbart.com on Monday where uh, three of those cases that you mentioned, uh, those prosecutors or members of the team had met with Biden administration officials before the indictments were handed down. Wow. And so that, that, that to me, you know, if you just point to the facts, it's outrageous. And the thing is, is Joe Biden has absolutely no credibility. He denies that he had any involvement in his family business, despite audio evidence, photo evidence, and financial record evidence. So for Joe Biden to sit there and say, I'm hands off, I have nothing to do with you know prosecuting my political opponent, to me is a bunch of hooey. Yeah, and you mentioned in that article, um, I mean, not only does it lend credence to Trump's belief that the, in your words, that the indictments are elected interference, uh, but 
on the same days that these indictments came down, there were also huge accusations against Joe Biden and the $5 million bribe during one indictment for Donald Trump. And then something else came down with with Hunter Biden as well, right? I mean, on the same days that there were negative headlines for Joe Biden and his family, some of these indictments were handed down, right? That just speaks to how the administrative state, or what Donald Trump calls the deep state, has potentially interfered in this election. Donald Trump certainly thinks so. He said so repeatedly. It's very difficult for Joe Biden to stand there and say, my hands are clean, when you have all of these facts lined up. I think the record stands for itself, and our listeners can judge for themselves. Wendell, I want to shift gears just a little bit here. I think this story came out late last night, maybe early today, but the special counsel that did that look into Joe Biden's mental well-being and the classified documents, her, he's in talks to testify in Washington sometime in the next month. And it seems like we got a little he said, she said going on between the special counsel and Joe Biden. Well, I think what you have here is some of the most devastating information that any voter could have about Joe Biden. Yeah. The special special counsel, her, uh, said that Joe Biden was an elderly man with a poor memory. That's a quote. And um, that that's just very devastating. Now, he is not going to charge Joe Biden for taking classified documents or what I would say stealing classified documents. But it doesn't matter. This report is so damaging that the White House has decided or the White House tried to prevent that language of Joe Biden being an elderly man with a poor memory to come out in the report. And so it's 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 in my my mind, a cover up, another cover up by this administration. Wendell, where can people find you? Obviously, all your work is at Breitbart.com. Are you on X on social media at all? Yes, sir. I'm on uh, I'm on X at Wendell Husebo and at, uh, True Social at Wendell Husebo. Wendell Husebo, Breitbart News politics reporter. Uh, great first appearance on the show, man. We'll talk to you again very soon. We love having you on. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend.